The season three egg has finally hatched, and immediately things take a foul turn for our samurai hero. After a run-in with a wizard, Jack finds himself in a situation not so easy to peck out of. A cocky fight promoter takes advantage of Jack's plight, and on a wing and a prayer, he manages to survive. Will Jack find a nugget of inspiration and be brave enough to keep fighting? Or will he be too... scared? This has got to recap. everybody and welcome back back to the <coughs> oh sorry uh like i was saying uh uh welcome back back to the cast gotta recap my voice is a little sore brendan i haven't yeah it sounded done awful this in a while. are you okay yeah. you sound sick um i i feel a little sick after hearing that god awful <laughs> voice that was coming out of my own mouth yeah weird man weird uh that was funny um, <laughs> welcome back, everyone. It is season three. Uh, we are so happy happy to be back uh, with you all. Thank you for uh, you know waiting on us as we took that break between seasons. Um, feel good, feeling refreshed. You know, you and me, Brendan, were like a couple of grizzly bears that just emerged from their dark caves and. <laughs> Blasted a bunch of tightly packed leaves out of our buttholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> scratched up against a tree in a very funny way. Um, at least I, I'll speak for myself. I don't know what you did in the last couple days since we... Yeah, regular bear stuff, I guess. Regular bear stuff. Typical bear activity. Uh, we are back. It is so good to be back with you. Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, do you remember how to podcast? Uh, vaguely. Yep. I, I think we're doing it right now seems to be going okay seems like we're doing the thing we did a really funny bit at the beginning but i'm not <laughs> sure how well that's gonna play i don't uh, know we could get rid of it if we need to <laughs> no it's gonna stay uh it's gonna stay uh yeah we we are finally back for episode 27 um i think if i'm doing my math correctly there's 13 episodes per yeah 27 yeah, 27 but our 20 or 30th Yes. Including the bonus episodes. Correct. Good math. <laughs> it almost Brandon, wasn't. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. You nailed it. Uh, did you do any fun during our little break? Uh, nope. Yeah, nope. me either. <laughs> it was Halloween. I went to a Halloween party. That was did okay. Did you dress up? Uh, no, but I did wear a shirt with skulls on it. So Close enough. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do hardly anything for Halloween. I wore my Haunted Mansion uh, Disney spirit jersey, which is, oh, there like, you go. is that's kind of like as much effort as you put into it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just about. Brendan, we have an update on uh, a previous thing that we uh, talked about in uh, one of our episode intros here. I don't know if you know about this. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what is it? So we had previously talked about the nickelodeon platform fighting uh, video yes. game um which has since come out to i don't know sort of middling reviews it seemed like people kind of actually appreciated the game 
like the game, the, the gameplay and the actual fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a lot of love went into the development of the game, but not a lot of budget went into it because it's missing things like music and character voiceovers, which seems <laughs> yeah, like I heard about that. What you would need? Yeah, it sounds weird. I guess there's like an announcer that like is like, "What a hit!" Sometimes, but it's like kind of delayed in a weird way. Uh, and it, so it makes, I, I, I'm told I haven't played it myself, but I'm told it makes it feel like kind of laggy even when it's not right. Um, that sounds awful. I would still like to check it out. Cause like, I, hopefully that's the kind of thing they can patch in is like a lot of the stuff that really makes it feel like a dedicated, like celebration of all those mm-hmm. Nickelodeon properties. Um, perhaps we'll check it out, but, uh, along those same lines, uh, news has come out. I, I think when we originally talked about this, it was in sort of the vein of, okay, well, if they're doing this, then what are they going to do for a Cartoon Network fighting game? Yep. Still unclear if that does already exist, although I'm thinking not because uh, the leaks have sprung yep. in the internet. And I'm not sure, though, if this leak is just like a uh, continuation of the Shaggy meme, like the 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 Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Is that what they call <laughs> <Yes>. it? <laughs> I think this this whole idea was definitely born of that, or at least, um, you know, they they can very easily sort of lean into our pre-existing uh, thoughts here of, of the power of Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, for those who don't know, um, some sort of uh, leaks about a character platformer fighting game uh, along the lines of Smash Brothers or this Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl or whatever the hell it's called um, – but it is so far beyond what we had talked about initially. It is not limited to simply Cartoon Network characters. But the rumor is that the the game is actually titled Warner Bros. Multiverses, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a great name. Not a great name, but it, it opens the door to literally every single Warner Brothers property beyond yeah. Cartoon Network, which includes things like DC Comics. Oh, Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't consider that actually. <laughs> um, well, so I have a quick I have a quick list here of uh, there was a, a picture that was on Hungry Box's uh, Twitter account. Hungry Box, I think, is a professional Smash player. Mm-hmm. Um, a list of of leaked characters, including Steven Universe, uh, Jake and Finn from Adventure Time, so Cartoon Network represented, but then Batman and Harley Quinn, um, Superman, Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh Tom and Jerry. Okay. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Uh and then some of the the better ones here, Rick and Morty, of course. Yeah, of course. They have to be in it. They were in Space Jam. Well, that's the thing is that uh, once Space Jam sort of popped off for Warner Brothers, I think they saw the money that Nickelodeon was making on this fighting game and they're like, "We already did this. Let's mm-hmm. just translate this into a yeah. into a game." Uh but the most important uh character reveal of course would be Gandalf. Gandalf. Of mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings, that Gandalf. The very, the very same. Oh, uh, okay. I did. <laughs> I didn't realize Warner Bros. owned the rights to uh, Lord of the Rings. I didn't either. But it, that is that has come to light, I guess, in the the uh, leak stream that we've got. Oh here my god! This crazy. I know. If we're oh, the possibilities are like so limitless now, we could get the Droogs. Uh, we could, we could have Mad Max in this game. Oh my God. Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Max. I'd also heard floated by a few people. Oh my God. I know. Uh, So just think about Mad Max, like shooting a shotgun point 
blank <laughs> into Johnny Bravo's face. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm 100% for it. I'm 100% on board. But now it does, you know, now it almost seems if this is really going to be a real thing, there's no way they're not going to get our boy Jack up in there. He's got it. They've already got a model for him from the that recent game. Right. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. Him. It makes too much sense. Um, if that is a thing that really does end up existing, which these leaks are pretty thorough, so it seems like this is kind of approaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that, w- when that does finally come to pass, I am sure that is a topic that will be brought up on this very podcast. I'm oh, yeah. very much looking forward to that mm-hmm. when that day comes. Yeah, uh, that could be that could be something. Uh, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll withhold judgment until I see. Oh, like it's going to be bad. Yeah, some official bad. stuff. But but we said that about the Nickelodeon one, too, and people really like it. That's true. Um, I guess we'll we'll find out. I'm excited for it nonetheless. Uh, before we get to that, I'm also very excited to recap an episode of Samurai Jack, which we haven't done in so long. Oh, my God. It's been like a month or so. It's been like a month. So maybe we should just stop talking and do the recap. What Let's do, you do it. Yeah. Brendan, have you played the video game titled guacamole i have okay i have too so i think we're both well equipped to discuss this episode of samurai jack we're about to get into yeah episode 27 of samurai jack is titled chicken jack okay yeah i would say jack the chicken so that's fine good enough they're getting you know maybe a little bit more creative with the episode (laughs) titles here in season three at least so to start uh, I feel like this is an episode that you, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like this is an episode you've been waiting to talk about. It is. Yeah. This is one that, that I distinctly remembered when we started this. I was like, there's an episode where he turns into a chicken and does like a <laughs> cockfighting ring. <laughs> you had hinted at it a couple times. And I, I also remembered this episode, but not sort of a lot of the details of it mm-hmm. other than Jack's a chicken now. Yeah. Uh, well, that I pretty much only remembered like the beginning, like when he's trying to talk right, to the right, people right. and all that. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. Chicken Jack, October 18th, 2002. So let's get into it. We're in that familiar future city setting that we've been in a handful of times. Yeah. Only this time it's blue. It used to be red every time. So much has changed here. Between we're, mixing, we're mixing things up here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable anymore. This show is really kind of <laughs> it's keeping me on my toes. At Has- least. Hashtag not my Jack. Hashtag not my future city, um, although it does have, you know, the same sort of flying cars. They're making that good old familiar flying car noise that mm-hmm. we've heard so many times on the show. It's a good future city car noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get some shots in the city. There's some aliens just hanging around on the streets like they do. Are there a lot of pimp aliens on this show? I believe so. And there's a lot of like hookers and strippers, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's very seedy. I know that seedy, seedy. I know that Aku like welcomed a lot of surly characters from across the galaxy. Like that's that's a plot point that we hit early on. But like, there's a lot of pimps. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of zoot suits and like hats with big feathers and I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, it's, just, it's an odd motif of these these aliens that we've seen so many times on the show. How else do you illustrate that it's a bad part of the city? I guess that's fair. Who's worse than a pimp? <laughs> Sorry to all of our pimps out there listening to us. Uh, We love you. Thank you for listening. Anyway, (laughs) 
there's a couple aliens that are having a conversation about something stupid. Uh, and they're interrupted as one of them screams in fear as someone walks by them. Mm-hmm. We can't really see who it is that's walked by them, but uh, it's it's someone wearing a a black, like a dingy black robe. And they've got a long, gray, gnarly beard. Uh, and they're also wearing like a little Christmas jingle bell around their neck. Yeah. Yep. It's jingling away while they're walking through the town. Just doing a little wrinkle jingle as they're walking through the city streets here, which I think is very funny. Um, there's another alien ordering a a hot cat from a hot cat cart. Yep, run by a possum or an armadillo looking guy. Yeah, some some weird aliens, but uh, I don't like the implications of hot cats because we know that hot dogs are not actually made of dogs. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I don't I don't really know what goes into a hot dog. It's something bad, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Just the bits. <laughs> just the bad stuff. It's the bits, you know. Uh, it's not bad. It's just bits. But now in the year 3000-something, we're selling hot cats. Um, the, uh, the alien purchasing the hot cast cat uh, asks the vendor how much the hot cat costs. <laughs> and the vendor hears that jingling bell coming down the street and just says, Oh, it's free, and then drives away in a panic. Yeah, he hops up onto the umbrella on the stand. It closes around him, and he drives <laughs> off on the on the stand. That's how you know something serious is happening with this this strange dark character. We can finally see this person a little more clearly, and uh, they're wearing a big pointy wizard hat and uh, walking alone through crowds of aliens that just like part like the Red Sea. They just part in terror as this this. This character walks through the middle of them. And uh, I love the imagery of like this old crusty wizard walking by like an alien lady with two heads and three boobs. Yeah, it's pretty good. Everyone gives him a wide berth. All these like really like weird looking characters that I'd be afraid of are afraid of this like old guy. He looks like dirty, like uh, he hasn't washed himself in a year. <laughs> He sticks out like a sore thumb in the city, but uh, at least he does stick out so everyone can sort of get out of his way. Well, lucky for them, he's got this ringing, jingling bell around his neck. Why does he have that? Where did he get it? And like, what is, I, what is I the purpose? I assume that he has it so people know he's coming and get out of his way because he hates being bumped into. That's true. Um, my sister-in-law uh, has a cat and has uh, a little jingle bell around the cat's collar. It's an outdoor cat. And uh, it kind of reminded me of of the how that cat, you can hear it coming through the woods with a little jingle bell. I don't know if that's to help find the cat in the woods or to help uh, pr- uh, prey in the woods avoid the cat as it comes towards them, because it is a little bit of a hunter. Mm-hmm. I've heard, though, that if you put a bell on a cat, they'll learn to move without ringing it. If they're like trying to hunt something, they'll, fig- they'll figure it out. Smart animals, cats. Mm hmm. That's why I feel so bad about that hot cat cart that we just saw a couple minutes <laughs> just ago. Just a branding gimmick. There's a thunderclap. Big old lightning streaks across the screen. And we smash cut to Jack sitting at a stall sipping a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. Most dramatic soup entry of all time in animation history. <laughs> He's sitting at the stall sipping on a bowl of soup. And there's an old octopus, octopus man wiping down the counter of the stall and uh, Jack asks the octopus man, how much for the soup? And 
The octopus man says, was it the fish? And Jack says, no, chicken, and slams down the coins on the table and walks away. So he asked how much it cost, but I guess he already knew. <laughs> and then just paid him whatever he wanted to. And the look on the guy's face after he like pays and like stands up, he's like horrified. Like Jack just did something unspeakable. In all my years working in this soup stall, never have been have I been treated so rudely. <laughs> Ask the question doesn't even wait for the answer. <laughs> That's just Jack's style, baby. He's got places to be. <laughs> no time for this. He gets up and backs away from the stall and like very lightly bumps into that crusty old wizard who's walking by him, like barely bumps into his shoulder. And uh, Jack, you know, being as polite as he is, he apologizes to the wizard. Uh, but that wizard turns around and scowls and just yells at Jack and says, that's it. And blasts him with a big red crackling electricity beam. People always bumping into me. Always! And he's he's screaming about people bumping into him every day, all the time. (laughs) He's pissed. This happens to him all the time. So yeah, maybe he put the bell there himself to avoid this exact scenario. Mm -hmm. Um... Although, I don't know, he reacts pretty harshly to uh, sort of reduce Jack in this big electricity surge, reduce him into this smoldering pile of black ash just underneath Jack's straw hat. Yeah, and that's it. That's how Jack dies. That's the end of Jack, as we knew him at least. Um, Yeah, Jack, uh, he is no more. There's the straw hat sitting on the ground and the octopus man pops up from behind the counter and looks at that that pile of black ash with like this red smoke that's pouring up from it. The smoke finally subsides and we see the straw hat just sitting there for a moment. And then suddenly a black chicken head burst out from the top of the hat. And then two little chicken legs sprout out from the bottom of the hat. Mm -hmm. And this little chicken starts running around wearing Jack's hat, like around its waist. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that scene a lot. And he's just squawking, just running in circles. Running around, doing chicken stuff. It's like a chicken with his head cut off, except Mm -hmm. his head is on there, just surrounded by a straw hat. (laughs) He's just practicing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's running around, you know, clucking like a chicken, and he bumps into uh, an alien man, and all of this black soot, like, explodes off of the chicken and reveals just like your classic sort of red and white rooster. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Ma and Pa used to have on the farm. Yeah, just like that. Just like that rooster we all know and love. Um, That alien yells at the chicken and sort of swipes at it. And the chicken jumps away and and gets into like a fighting stance. And uh, this is when we can already tell like Jack is this chicken. The the wizard has turned Jack into a chicken. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't put it together already, this is like the big reveal. (laughs) Right. It gets into like its karate pose, you know, typical Jack stuff, but in chicken form, which is really what you could say for the rest of the episode. It's Mm -hmm. just it's Jack, but a chicken. Yep. It gets into this fighting stance and the crowd of onlookers stare at it for a moment and then just burst into laughter at the sight of this this funky chicken. Um, There's a very good alien in this crowd that is a Christmas tree man uh, who's 
uh, wearing a t-shirt with a big number three on it. He's just like a, a big Christmas tree with arms and legs wearing a t-shirt with a three. Yeah, he's chilling. I love that design. There's a lot of good alien designs in this episode, but that one really takes the cake for me. Um, The chicken starts to speak and it is Jack. It has Jack's voice and he's telling them like, oh, I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't want to fight any of you. Uh, but then we kind of see it from like the crowd's perspective and there's a chicken that's just like balking at them. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it keeps balking and then it it, it, ba- it like bends down to the ground and starts pecking at the ground and eats a worm that crawls <laughs> past him. Yeah, like compulsively just starts pecking the ground and eats it. And then he acts like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> he can't believe that he ate a worm yet. He's like choking on it and they're laughing at this chicken choking on a worm. <laughs> um, they're laughing at Jack choking the chicken. Oh, hey, oh. That wasn't anything. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> that alien that he ran into uh, literally says, this is the silliest chicken I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's he's come around from being really mad about him. Jack ruining his pants and he's into it now. <laughs> he's super into it. It's a great moment for him. Uh, they laugh at Chicken Jack for a while and then they, the crowd disperses. Um, Jack rubs his chin with his little chicken wing and kind of ponders what that was all about. Uh, walks away and sees his reflection in like a mirror and uh, then does like the classic Marx Brothers mirror routine of like moving his arm and seeing if the reflection will also move at the same time. Mm -hmm. Just verifying. Just to kind of make sure, you know, this is really what's going (laughs) on. Um, He's not convinced that this is, yeah, he's really undergone this transformation. Although, like we just said, he did just compulsively eat a worm. Mm -hmm. So like, He's not sure in this moment, but in that moment, he was fully leaning into the chicken (laughs) transformation. He had to. It's like Animorphs. If you stay in the animal form too long, you become the animal. Yeah, they lost him. He lost himself. Yeah, Jack, uh, he's kind of checking himself out when he hears uh, and sees like another blast of this red electricity from down the street. And he runs through a crowd of onlookers. And sure enough, there's another hat in the middle of like the smoldering crater. And Jack... Uh, runs down and picks up the hat with his chicken beak and and there's a chicken sitting under that hat in a necktie which i think is kind of a fun look yeah i think it's funny anytime someone else gets turned into a chicken in the episode they keep like their clothing that identifies who they are i guess he kept his hat just didn't fit anymore i don't know it seems a little weird that he didn't like have a his little gi on or anything a little sword it would have helped him for some of his (laughs) later activities yeah, there's there's another chicken in this pile and the wizard is walking away from the scene and Jack chases after him and is is yelling at him to stop. Uh, but again, we can see that he's still just clucking like a chicken, um, which has got to be great for like the rest of these people watching this chicken running through the streets, just <laughs> just balking like crazy. Chasing this guy down. They'll do that, though. Chickens will chase you around. Oh, they're nasty birds. They're the bad boys of the bird world. <laughs> Everyone's saying it. Uh, but they taste so good. Um, he almost catches up to that wizard, but a cage is dropped on top of him. And uh, a very portly, sinister-looking Italian man with a big curly mustache is, has got him in a cage. Uh, Brendan, I'll tell you right now, because I'm not sure they say it in the episode, uh, the name of this character is Cacciatore. Oh, okay. Because he, cause he caught him. Uh, I think it's like a chicken cacciatore reference. Oh, I don't know what that is. 
I'm gonna, that's a meal. That yeah, I, like, I, I understood that. <laughs> <laughs> I put that together with context clues. <laughs> Cacciatore is this gentleman's name. Uh, and he, he picks up Jack in this cage and looks at him and he, he tells Jack that he looks like a good chicken, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, this guy's a weird guy. He's an odd dude. Um, he walks away with Jack in this cage and puts him in the back of a vehicle and uh, closes the door. And Jack's sitting in like the trunk of this flying car in like pitch black darkness. Um, this car starts flying through the city and like the city traffic. It's driving kind of like erratically, like he's bumping into other cars on the mm. road for no reason. Yeah, he's just zipping all around. And there's this awesome soundtrack playing in the background that plays kind of throughout the episode. It's a bop. Yeah. It's like a cool hip hop beat with like accordion music. Over yeah, it. I love it. It's really good. The car flies through some tunnels and there's a sign that says uh, to sub city and the vehicle like torpedoes straight down into this tunnel into like the lower depths of the city. Um, and it comes out on the other side and it's like comes out like the sewer drain and there's sewer drains everywhere, like emptying yucky water into like this very lower part of the city that's like all dirty and grimy and like um full of like all these weird like seedy businesses yeah um that probably wouldn't float on like the the upper levels like you probably couldn't get away with that under the watchful eye of whatever law enforcement is in this town yeah it's kind of funny to see that that they have all these kind of like unsavory things in the city proper but then either steal some things where they're like no 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 we can't have that we're civilized the, the pimp the pimp turns up his nose at these lower city buildings. <laughs> have we some have standards yeah. up here. <laughs> Just interesting. These businesses are really funny. There's a bunch of signs like advertising whatever's going on here. Most of them literally just say the word fun in capital letters. <laughs> I love fun. <laughs> Everyone loves fun down here. Um, yeah, some of them are like clearly putting on a front. Uh, there's one that's called Certified Leisure Establishment and another one that is Sanctioned Place of Wholesome Fun. So, <laughs> you know what both of those places are. So maybe, they're, bad maybe they're not bad. Maybe they're like actually just like nice places and that's why they can't be in the proper city because you can't have nice things up there. The upper <laughs> levels are for the bad stuff. Yeah. The lower levels are for the good stuff. Aku doesn't want to see these churches and, and wholesome fun places. Well, there's a place that just says clowns, clowns, clowns. <laughs> there's also a place that says all clowns and another place that says live clowns. A lot of clowns. So all the clowns are down here, <laughs> yeah. too. Makes sense. Everybody hates clowns. <laughs> The uh, the flying car, they're flying through some pretty gross scenery in this this under city and uh, enter a big garage door and uh, Cacciatore, the Italian man, he takes Jack, uh, his cage out of the car and like laughs maniacally holding it in front of his face and covers it with a blanket, and walks away and then sets down his cage. And there's a sound of a cheering crowd um, that we can't see yet because everything's all black. And he removes the blanket from the top of the cage and Jack is sitting in the bottom of this big pit surrounded by all these surly aliens overlooking the pit, like waving money around in their hands. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty clear, like right off the bat, that Jack has been entered into some sort of like cockfighting ring. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> some would call that 
fun. Wholesome fun. On a billboard. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's people collecting bets. The Italian man, he starts collecting bets from everybody. Uh, there's going to be some good action here. Uh, a cage is lowered into the pit with Jack, and uh, this little black and green like beetle robot with sharp metal mandibles like crawls out of this cage and uh, it lunges towards Jack. And this is the beginning of many, many fight scenes that make up pretty much the entirety of this episode. Mm -hmm. The bulk of this episode is like three or four fights that happen in this big pit. Yep. Um, This beetle, yeah, it lunges towards Jack and gets a good chomp on Jack's chicken leg. And he lets out a good old classic, Rooster Bacaw. Yep. Exactly what you expect him to do. <laughs> As a good rooster should. Um, Jack jumps away, but that beetle follows after him. And the crowd is like cheering them on. They're loving the fight. Uh, the beetle sprouts wings and flies, flies toward Jack and he dodges the attack some more. Um, the uh, Jack lunges at the beetle and kicks him with his, his chicken leg and the beetle like smashes into the wall of the pit and like clangs around a little bit and gets a little torn up. Yeah, this really is just like classic Samurai Jack fighting. But mm. what if he was a chicken? It's like Jack in the smack back again. Yeah, that was the arena one, right? That was the one. Yep. Kind of, you know, similar thing. You know, he's going to face a murderer's row of weird little creatures it's like battle bots but what if jack was the only organic creature <laughs> yeah but jack's not a robot is that against the, the rules of this establishment or it is or is pretty... that the point of the establishment i i kind of had the same questions like a lot of these foes that he's going to face are pretty advanced opponents for a chicken yeah they're all robotic right like he says you look like a good chicken like so he's done this before and he can right. tell when one is going to be able to fight killer robots, robots. <laughs> yeah. i don't know obviously none of this is ethical but yeah like the, the questions of like why is jack they're literally putting yeah chickens and you got to figure jack is the primo chicken like there are no other chickens as good as jack because jack hasn't always been a chicken mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah i'm not really sure what the payoff is for giuseppe or whatever his name was cacciatore cacciatore giuseppe <laughs> <laughs> whatever close um, yeah, Jack kicks that beetle and it, it flips off of its back and now it's standing on two legs and, uh, its eyes narrow and it charges up like a big laser beam that it blasts at Jack. So again, like a chicken fighting laser beams, it's just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to compete? It, it doesn't seem fair. Uh, but Jack has seen his share of laser beams before, uh, chicken or not, uh, dodges out of the way, picks up like a metal scrap that fell off of the beetle's robo chassis and uh, like deflects the laser beams away um the uh, beetles fires one last laser and jack jumps up holding that metal scrap in his talons and hurls it and like impales the beetle against the wall of the pit and cuts it like clean in half mm-hmm. wrecks it yeah just completely fucks it up the crowd is stunned uh watching this beetle carcass lying in two halves on the floor and uh then it explodes and then they just erupt into cheers for jack's victory yeah they love seeing chickens come out on top in this place <laughs> Cacciatore, he grins and uh, he's stoked he's just collecting bets from like everybody that will give him money he's got this big basket now just full of money and uh while he's collecting bets from everyone uh jack 
looks to the side of the pit and he sees like an open grate uh, that uh, the uh, while Cacciatore is distracted, he like makes a, a run for this open grate on the side of the pit. And uh, right before he can get through the hole, um, the uh, Cacciatore like lassos him and pulls him back up out of the pit and holds him in front of the, his face and says to Jack, you'll fight till you win or you die, and then throws him back into the pit, and the grate closes behind him. Ooh, got him. Although he did win already. Right, he didn't specify how much he needs to win. <laughs> it seems like he wins a lot. We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah, tosses Jack back into the pit, ready for his next fight. Uh, the next opponent is lowered into the pit on, like, a fishing pole with a big black cage attached to it. Yeah, is that how Jack got in? Did we see Jack enter? I don't think so because it was kind of blackness. He was like covered with a blanket right. and then he was just, we were in Jack's perspective on that one. A lot of the masters of these fighting robots are like really weird, funny oddball <laughs> characters. Um, yeah, this black cage is lowered in and it opens up to reveal a robo cobra, <gasps> a robobra, badass robobra, <laughs> uh, which is really cool. It like uncoils its robo body and, like, it's made up of all these, like, metal segments that are, like, clicked into each other. And they start clunking as, like, it uncoils and separates yeah, its body and I like the, slinks around. I like the sound design for this robo-snake. It's a good idea. Yeah. This is maybe my favorite character um, of this this whole fighting sequence. It slithers around the pit and uh, opens up its big robo-jaws and some robo-venom drips off of its robo-fangs. <laughs> I think this is regular venom. No, it's Robo Venom. It's a robot. It's is it Venom that's specifically designed to poison robots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's not going to work so good on this chicken, then. <laughs> no, nope. perhaps. Um. Yeah, it opens up its big jaws and takes a bite at Jack, and Jack jumps out of the way and uh, avoids its attacks for a while. And uh, Jack grabs the the cobra in his chicken talons and tosses him into the wall. And uh, the Cobra's master looks like really nervous while Cacciatore is still like collecting bets from everyone around him. Like this is maybe his greatest day in chicken fighting history. Yeah. Is that, is that how the underground betting usually works? You pay the guy who who brings the, the animal. Mm -hmm. There's no like yep. there's no bookie they have to go through or anything. Nope. You just give it straight to the guy. <laughs> there's no middleman. Yeah. They're uh, they're loving the fight. Uh, the Cobra picks itself up and. uh wraps its body around Jack and like squeezes him and Jack lets out like this really pained chicken scream that actually sounds like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It uh, didn't, didn't look like it felt good. didn't sound like it either. And he's made of metal too. So like that's got to hurt. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know. Snakes are like bizarre to me about like the way that their muscles become like the strongest fucking thing on the planet. Yeah. And they like constrict something. Snakes, that snakes are horrifying. Me. I don't like them at all. I don't mind snakes, but like th remembering that that's a thing that they can do, like makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. No, I don't like snakes. I don't think people should have snakes as pets. I agree. Uh, many people would disagree, so we won't spend any more time talking about it. Yeah, except just to say that having a pet snake is a character fly. <laughs> you should feel bad. <laughs> it's like that red flag meme that's going <laughs> yeah. on on Twitter. Like snake as a pet and red flags. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Anyway, uh. Yeah, Jack is is caught in this this Robo Snake's vice grip, and uh, he looks behind him and he sees what I think is 
uh, one of the legs of that beetle robot that he just fought. Yeah. It's laying on the ground behind him, and uh, he picks it up with his beak and jams it into the cobra's mouth right at the last second as it lunges for him and kind of like props his mouth open with this this beetle's leg. Yeah, like they do in all the old cartoons with like alligators and stuff. You just shove a stick in there and you're fine. Classic bit. Good goof. Um, <laughs> reptiles, learn a thing or two. <laughs> Maybe get some new tricks. Learn to bite, you idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, sticks that leg right in the mouth and props it open and then does a really brutal <laughs> kill, like a really brutal glory kill here and, and breaks free of the cobra's grip and uh, jumps up in the air and slams his foot down on top of its head and pierces that robotic leg through the top of the cobra's mouth up through the top of its robotic skull. Yeah, it's really badass. It's very badass, and this humongous oil spray blasts out of its head and literally, like, sprays across the entire crowd of onlookers. Yeah. Brutal. He fucks this thing up. Um, and the cobra's red robotic eyes power down, and the crowd starts chanting, Chicken! Chicken! They're stoked. Yeah. I was stoked, too. I was, too. Uh, they, uh, the crowd is chanting, but they're silenced. As this very strange man brings in the next challenger. And he lowers a very tiny cage into the ring. Jack looks at it and like clucks inquisitively. And uh, the crowd is watching like very closely and catchatory like sweat is dripping off his head. Everyone seems to know exactly what is in store for Jack here except for Jack. Um, And from this cage... A creature bursts up from out of it, and at first it looks like a single eyeball that's standing at the top of, like, this very long, skinny, black, like, leg stalk. Mm-hmm. Like, this one leg with an eyeball on the top of it. But then the the leg starts to separate into, like, eight spindly spider legs. So it's like this big spider robot thing with one eyeball. Yeah, creepy daddy long leg kind of thing. It kind of reminds me of, like, a Zelda villain. Uh, like, those little yeah. things in the wood temple in Majora's Mask. Yeah, it seems like it would be at home there. And it's this big, yeah, this big creature now. Uh, and it's towering over Jack. It cuts to commercial and cuts back. It's still sort of towering over him, and it starts swinging its legs at Jack. Um, Jack manages to dodge a few of these these swings. Uh, Then the creature starts, like, spinning its legs rapidly in, like, a windmill and uh, smacks Jack away, like, across the pit. And Jack, like, looks up in a haze and uh, looks at this, this monster, and it's making, like, kissy faces at him with these little <laughs> lips that have sprouted from its yeah. robot or its weird eyeball face. It's going to get you. <laughs> it's like coming to give Jack like a little kiss. It's the bad touch robot. <laughs> it felt it felt really out of place and I didn't care for it. <laughs> it's our predator uh, drone. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's quickly replaced, though, by my least favorite character in this entire episode. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, uh, Jack jumps at this this spider creature, but it swats Jack away and uh, he gets his chicken beak stuck in the side of the wall and uh, he's trying to break free from the wall. Uh, but before he can, the creature spits out a long tug 
a long tongue from its little kissy lips and uh, wraps it around Jack and grabs him in his tongue. (laughs) I hate this thing. (laughs) I hate it too, um, but now that it's wrapped up in a tongue, there's a really bad track record for enemies that have tongue-based attacks on this TV show. That's true, yep. I feel like we've seen that a number of times, and it always ends the same way. Um, luckily, this creature, yeah, he's about to get his. Uh, it spins Jack around, and it's its big, sticky tongue. And uh, Jack looks like he's about to faint. Like, he looks completely out of it. Um, but Kachitori notices this and steals someone's drink that's, like, standing next to him and splashes it down on Jack and, like, wakes him up out of a daze. Um, and Jack pecks the tongue off. He he takes his sharp beak and pecks right through this creature's tongue and snaps it right in half. Yeah, every time Jack fights a tongue, a, a creature with a big tongue that wraps him up and then cuts the tongue off, for some reason that always makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Most of the time they're robots, so I don't really think about it too much, but uh, although I think that vampire thing did it in the Smackback episode. Yeah, that or, sounds or right. Or like a frog person. I don't remember exactly what it was, but but that thing seemed organic, and that one that one hurt a little more. I can't. I don't know. We've we've come so far here. I don't I don't know if we can use the excuse they're just robots anymore. We've <laughs> seen some horrific shit. Yeah, and we have seen some robots with real human emotion. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> real, too real, realer yeah. than you and I are even capable <laughs> yeah. of. So uh, maybe maybe they're more than just robots. Yeah, cuts the tongue right off and and bounces off of a wall and uh, flies back towards this this monster with his razor sharp beak and uh, breaks free from the tongue and and starts pecking at it repeatedly with his beak. And it's actually kind of fun because we get like the same shot that we've seen now in like other episodes where Jack is like repeatedly swiping his sword back and forth yeah. and it like focuses on Jack. But now it's him with like his chicken beak pecking at this monster. Yeah, it's really good. I like that they kept that like <clears throat> theme for the fight that they always do. Right. They tried to they keep it like a. Uh visually similar to all of his other fights and i think it works really well here that is one really great thing about this episode is like it feels very authentically like like samurai jack but he is a chicken and like they they manage to like make it funny and like haha these are the funny chicken bits but also like this is this is how jack fights no matter what kind of creature yeah it's still jack right um he knocks that creature away, and it's it's all crumpled up and looks defeated, but it kicks out one long leg and knocks Jack over and seems to, like, dislocate or, like, completely break his chicken leg. Ooh, yeah. Fucks it up really bad. It's, like, all crackled and, and looks like shit. And uh, the, the creature, like, makes one last kissy face at Jack and then, like, falls over dead. So he got his last laugh. Jack... Tries to stand up, but falls over on the weight of this this broken leg. And he looks down at his twisted foot and then just, like, stretches it and snaps it back into place himself. Yeah, like it was just dislocated, I guess. Right. Yeah. Puts it right back into place. And everyone in the crowd is, like, not sure what they've just seen. They're, like, <laughs> murmuring to themselves, like, what the <laughs> fuck did this chicken just do? That chicken has an understanding of basic first aid. <laughs> this chicken is a genius. <laughs> We're wasting him in the fighting pits. <laughs> Um, Cacciatore tries to assure the crowd that like, oh, Jack's all right. He's not hurt. Uh, but now a, a new guy has brought the next creature out to fight and he lowers a like silver dinner platter 
into the pit and uh, it opens up and there's nothing in it. I'm not really sure what the point of this dinner platter is, except yeah. to summon the next fighter. Uh, that's probably it. Just uh, theatrics is what it is. Put on a good show. It's true. It gets the people going. Um, Jack stands there waiting for the next fighter and the ground starts to quake beneath him and actually starts to like split open. And this giant pink worm erupts from the ground and lets out a mighty roar and the crowd is like cheering for this big worm. Um, Brendan, I guess this is as good a time as any to ask, uh, you seen the new Dune yet? Not yet. No, I do want to though. Like real bad. I feel like you've, you've pretty much seen it. If you've watched this sequence in this episode, <laughs> this is the Dune worms. This is the Dune worms. Uh, and Jack there is, is a the, wizard uh, too. <laughs> Uh, Jack is the Kwisatz Haderach. <laughs> okay. That means I nothing think that's to what that me. Means. That's okay. <laughs> it means nothing to me I have either. the Dune board game on my shelf behind me, but it's still wrapped in plastic. <laughs> so I know nothing about Dune except space wizards and spice. Spice, big worms, Oscar Isaac. Um, Kyle McLaughlin. I don't think he's in this new one, right? No. Maybe. He might have a cameo that I didn't pick up on. Mm, I'll, I'll probably go there. see it this weekend and I'll report back next week. Uh, I will say it's pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. I, I hear it's really good. Uh, anyway, so Jack is now fighting the uh, Dune worm. Um, Jack takes another step away and then his chicken leg like gives out again. He's still not fully healed. Um, that worm launches towards him, but Jack manages to like scoot his way backwards out of the way. Um, as he does this, he sticks his sharp chicken talon out and like slices open the side of the worm's body. And this green acid blood starts to like drip out of its body and land on Jack's wing and like burns him a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, which must smell delicious if you're in the crowd. Well, it's feathers, though. I don't know. If feathers would smell delicious. We take those off before we cook them usually. I'm not picky. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like cut this worm open and it's like coughing like very pathetically. It looks pretty fucking puny now that he's like cut it open. Mm -hmm. like it's it's pretty much done. Yeah, the fight. it's it's a little bit more imposing uh, of a figure than it is an actual fighter. Check. Exactly. Pretty easily dispatched this thing. It had one attack that Jack dodged even with a broken leg and like, yeah, quickly finished it in a single blow. A uh, one of the spectators notices that the worm is injured or that Jack is injured. I'm not really sure who he's talking about. And he tells his buddy to uh, bring out the finisher, he says. And uh, <laughs> his buddy says, uh, well, that's. That's cheating. There can't be more than two fighters at a time. But still, he commands him. He, like, yells at him to bring out the finisher anyway. Um, so this other guy, like, walks away and starts rambling like a weirdo, being like, oh, he always tells me to bring out the <laughs> I finisher. I was going to do, do everything. <laughs> bring out the finisher. <laughs> Clean up the pit. <laughs> this guy needs a new job. Maybe sometimes I want to be the finisher, you know. <laughs> I'm sick of bringing him out. Maybe I'll get my time. Uh, so I was actually a little confused about this, because when he said that's two at once, I thought the implication was that the finisher was two at once. Um... And then when the finisher is revealed, I kind of completely forgot about the worm, like even being a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where's the other How one? There's supposed to be two. Yeah. 
yeah, as soon as this ne- this next opponent comes out, sort of everything that has just happened is completely lost, and I can't pay attention to <laughs> anything else. There's nothing but guttural horror. Um. Okay. Here's the stuff of nightmare fuel. Uh the the man pulls a a rope and uh, a large cage drops into the pit with Jack and the worm and it opens up and this gigantic stinking slimy mutant rat creature yeah yeah slithers out from the cage oh god it like drags itself around like it can't lift itself up so it's just dragging its body making this horrible it should noise not be alive no everything about it is is horrifying what's the noise it's like a yeah <laughs> oh, it's god. like constantly like yeah making like these retching noises and f- <laughs> like flicking its nasty long tongue like in and out of its mouth it looks it's like the most disgusting thing we've ever seen on the show yeah and it looks like it's always in pain like it, it <laughs> right there's nothing okay about this thing it's a tortured creature yeah it shouldn't exist it's like a pug like you can tell <laughs> that it doesn't want to be what it is like there's flies constantly like buzzing around it the crowd is so pissed they're literally booing at this horrible monster <laughs> i would i'd be like get that thing out of here i was having fun too. in this place you of wholesome fun. my day yeah, yeah. <laughs> i came here for wholesome fun and clowns 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 <laughs> i didn't come here for a disgusting rat oh but that's what you get when you watch this episode this fucking thing is so gross. It like walks out of the cage and starts like scratching itself and flicking like bits of its like rotting skin and grime off of itself that like dusts Jack in like a layer of filth. Uh, yeah. It, it only like, gets worse. Like it Jack does not get better. No, it, it doesn't get any better. I feel sick. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Jack is in here with the worm and this rat. So now he's got two opponents. Um, that that rat creature jumps towards Jack, like to deliver one final blow. It is the finisher, after all. Um, Jack jumps up to, and it looks like he's going to meet him in midair, like he frequently does. But instead, what he does is he grabs that worm, uh, grabs the worm's body with his two talons, like near that open wound mm-hmm. that he had cut open, and he cocks it like a fucking shotgun. And blasts a bunch of this green acid out of the open wound, like spews out of this big bulbous part on the worm's body and showers the rat in this green acid. Oh, boy. Yeah, sure does. And then we get the uh, the continuation of the disgustingness of this rat as it starts to <laughs> melt and like its skin bubbles and like boils away. <laughs> And there hasn't really been much of an indication of the rat being a robot up to this point. You can assume that it is, but right. But uh, up until now, it's just like this disgusting mutant rat, and its skin starts to fall away from its robo skeleton. Yeah, it like slides off of it like bubbling tar to reveal like this. Yeah, this robotic body that even still looks like wretched. Like it's not like it's it's like a tortured being, whether organic or not. Uh, Jack keeps squeezing that worm's body until it's like run dry of all of its green acid blood. Mm-hmm. Um, that ri- <laughs> the rat, the robot now like melts into this big stinky 
black puddle on the bottom of the pit and like lets out this big guttural screech as it like melts into the thing like the wicked witch of the west yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty much it's, exactly how it goes <laughs> it's fucking terrible i'm glad that we only had to spend that much time with the rat because that was by far the worst thing we've had to experience on this oh yeah show. that thing that thing was awful i kind of like it for how awful it was but yeah, I do too. <laughs> but I don't man, like that they, I do, they but went, I do. They went for it with that character. Oh, God. I've been disturbed by a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, that's number one on the list easily. Um, So kind of in one attack, Jack defeats both of those those fighters. And again, the crowd starts chanting for the chicken and Kachitori is cackling and he picks up Jack again. He's holding him in the cage now and he's holding Jack in the cage in one hand and in his other hand, this gigantic basket that's just like overflowing with money. Mm-hmm. So he's living his best life. Um, And from here, we have like a short montage that is of Chicken Jack fighting off all these other creatures as Kachitori just racks up like huge piles of money and like all these winnings and trophies and like all these great things. Um, they're like fighting in different, like bigger venues, like arenas are mm-hmm. holding like these chicken fights. It's absurd. Yeah. It's like a sports montage. Right. Yeah. It's like Kachitori's rise to glory <laughs> in the city. Um, and it's unclear how long this process goes on for yeah it's not really spelled out in any way it's not it's not at all and it seems like it could be going on for like a very long time like it seems like this could be like a month's worth of jack being a chicken and fighting if we assume that every arena is one night and they don't do them every night then yeah jack this could have been going on for quite some time yeah we'll never really know but it is like a tortured existence for Jack. And like at this point, not remembering how the episode ends, I'm like, I don't know how he gets out of this. Obviously he does, but mm. like this must have been like the most grueling stretch of Jack's entire life was when he was a chicken slave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it fades to later on and uh, we're in a room that's full of like just mountains of trophies and treasure that are surrounding uh, a dining table that's covered in like this lavish spread of like every food imaginable. And Kachitori is sitting at the head of the table and he's just like chowing down on this food like the world's biggest slob. Yeah, he's fucking disgusting. He's getting it all over himself. He like downs a, a wine glass full of something. It's not, doesn't look like wine to me. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets all it's over. It's like antifreeze him. or something. Yeah. He barely drinks. Yeah. Barely drinks any of it. It like splashes <laughs> all over his face and like his shirt and everything. Yeah. He's covered in like his own spittle and like gravy and like all sorts of disgusting <laughs> stuff. He's a despicable human. being. <laughs> yeah. The creators of the show really wanted you to hate this guy. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> Easily. Um, Jack is sitting uh, on the table in a cage and he looks just like completely downtrodden, like just completely defeated. Um, And his stomach is rumbling. Like you can tell he probably hasn't been fed in like a very long time, if ever. Um, And he sees an ant crawling in his cage and his mouth starts watering like he's drooling. He's so hungry. Like one ant looks like the world's biggest feast Mm -hmm. to him. Um, and he pecks at it, 
but it jumps away and out of his cage and he hangs his head like out of the cage in sadness. And uh, Kachatori looks over and sees the chicken like hanging out of the cage and kind of like looks at him and then looks down at this big steaming plate of lasagna, I guess it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, really look like It just kind of looks like a red cake. <laughs> looks like this big gross casserole that only someone like Kachatori, the chicken fighting master, would enjoy. <laughs> um, but he looks down at this big dish and he's like, oh, how thoughtless of me. And he scoops up a big piece of it and covers it in like red sauce and, and grated cheese, at which point it actually does look kind of tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cheese really did it. Sells the whole thing. That did it for me. And uh, Jack is like licking his chicken lips, which is not a thing. No, chickens don't have lips. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if they did? All right. Don't do. Maybe we'll do this after. We'll do a Google image search for chicken with lips. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to know now. <laughs> I don't. Oh, boy. If I was disturbed by the rat creature, <laughs> I don't want to see any kind of photoshops. Although chicken chicken with lips sounds bad to me. Chicken with teeth sounds funny to me. Uh, yeah, it kind of depends on the teeth. Actually, I got both. <laughs> oh, gr- oh, good. I, I, I couldn't wait. I looked it up now. <laughs> any good results? Uh, no, there's kind of some kind of funny ones, but no, they don't look too bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll post those all on our social media accounts. No, we won't. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jack sees this big plate of lasagna and like thinks it might be for him. And, uh, Cacciatore says like, oh, I almost forgot to eat lasagna. How silly of me. <laughs> like sits down and just starts eating it right in front of Jack. Like the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> yep. It's pretty cruel. Uh, yeah, he's, he's scarfing down this, this big plate of lasagna and there's a knock on the door He's all angry that someone interrupted his mealtime and hops up from the table and answers the door. And he answers the door and there's two tall robot henchmen standing over a very short mafia man who's wearing a white pinstripe suit and carrying a golden cane. I was so excited to see these gangster robots show up at the door. I thought we were going to get the boss back but we didn't i really did too for a second because like literally yeah they're the same exact like robots that we saw in jack and the gangsters um clearly they're going for the same like gangster design because this this tiny short human Mm -hmm. in like yeah this fancy suit even has literally the same voice actor as one of the characters from that episode yep um so i thought it was funny you know i Famously did not like that episode, but like <laughs> do really like that. Like there was a callback to it in this episode. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny. And if there was going to be any characters that like were the ones who kind of invite him to the next fight, like we'll talk about, like, I'm glad that like those were the ones they decided like, yeah, they're the ones who are running this shady. Yeah. This shady <clears throat> fighting ring in the city. So I thought that was cool. When we saw them, though, my I was my mind was racing with like possibilities of where the story goes from here. I was like, oh, he's going to get saved by the boss and it's going to be this big like <laughs> reunion. <laughs> Jackie boy, we saw you were a chicken, see? <laughs> I think I recognize that chicken. If only. Actually, you know what? Glad they didn't. <laughs> in any case. Uh, yeah, this this. Gangster has arrived and uh, he makes an offer to Cacciatore. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're probably wondering why the biggest fight promoter in the business is paying a personal visit to a bum like yours. Well, the answer's simple. 
I'm offering your chicken the main event. The main event? <laughs> Here's my card. I take it I'll see you there. With your chicken. And uh, they, they're about to leave, uh, but the gangster pops his head back in the door and says to Cacciatore, uh, if you're going to play with the big boys, try dressing like one. And the camera pans down his body and we see, yeah, like his ratty patched up clothes just covered in food stains and like his own slobber. It's like disgusting. About. It's horrible. <laughs> it's really gross. Um, Yeah, he does not take care of himself in any way. Um, But... He's been invited to the main event and like he's completely elated, like so excited to have this chance at this big fight. And uh, it cuts to uh, this limousine pulling up outside of a clothing store, like a fancy clothing store. And uh, Cacciatore walks out of it and he's carrying Jack on a leash. And uh, we get this fun little scene of... uh, (laughs) Cat's already being fitted for a baby blue tuxedo with like a little tiny top hat. Yeah, it's a pretty good look for him, I think, actually. It's a real glow up for him um, (laughs) that we don't live with for long. But yeah, he's looking good for a minute and uh, walks out of the store leading Jack on the leash. He's like laughing like, oh, maybe next time we'll get you a new leash. And like, he's loving life. He's ready to go to this main event and not really looking where he's going. Like his eyes are closed and he keeps walking and he bumps straight into that same crusty old wizard that we saw at the top of the episode. Mm -hmm. Cassatory actually yells at this wizard for bumping into him. Yeah. So apparently this guy doesn't know who the wizard is, but everybody else on the street that day knew. Right, yeah. This is his usual chicken wrangling grounds, but, like, I guess he hasn't stuck around long enough to know about, like, yeah, don't cross the wizard. He doesn't know where the chickens come from. But we know. <laughs> um, and he gonna find out. He gonna learn today. If only we'd gotten, like, a little chicken Scotsman and they could have teamed up or something. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> the next time. That would have been fun. Probably next time. I think it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, he bumps into the wizard and the wizard dramatically turns around and blasts both of them, Jack and Cacciatore, catches them in his magic electricity attack. And Cacciatore turns into this fat little chicken that's still wearing a little blue tuxedo vest. Yeah, and it, when it squawks, it still has his like over-the-top Italian accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> balking like a chicken, but sounds like he did as a human, which yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a good bit, uh, but the camera pans over from Cacciatore Chicken and Chicken Cacciatore. I actually, I should say, if we're being oh, completely there accurate. it is. That's that's what the the whole thing was. That's the payoff for the joke. Finally paid off. <laughs> yeah, and the and it, it pans over, and we see Jack is now himself again. He's a human in his human form. He's still got his gi and his sword. Mm-hmm. So like. Somehow that made the transformation from human to chicken and then from chicken back to human. Yeah. I'm unsure how that happened, but we'll go with it. It's not like the show's above making Jack naked. No. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we've, we've been there extensively. What a great episode it was. Um, but yeah, Jack is his, himself again. And uh, that wizard walks away from them. And Jack, like the very first thing he does now that he's back in his human body is he returns to that same diner with the octopus man. Yep. Uh, 
And the octopus man says to him, uh, oh, you're back. What'll it be? The chicken, right? And Jack slams his fist down on the counter and he says, no, no chicken. <laughs> it launches this chopstick up in the air and it ricochets around. <laughs> yeah, fires it like a rocket, almost impales the octopus man. <laughs> like he's so pissed at the idea of having chicken. And he like calmly collects himself. He's like, uh, actually, you know what? I'll think I'll try the shrimp. And then there's a nice big cartoon boy. Yeah, what was with the cartoon boy? That was like the weirdest <laughs> thing in the episode. The 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 octopus man kind of like flies off the screen to the right, like he fell or he's fainting, like, and it plays the boing noise. <laughs> like, what the hell is the joke there? Might as well have gone. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, big old classic cartoon boing to close out the episode. <laughs> it was so weird. And there was also something when, when Jack walks back into, well, not into it, it's like an outdoor stall, but when he approaches the stall again at the end, the octopus guy's facing away and there's like a wind that comes through and that's what alerts the octopus guy that Jack is there. Is that like <laughs> just Jack's presence? Like people can just feel it when he's mm-hmm. nearby. <laughs> Jack has some control of the elements and uh, yeah, it alerts the people to his presence. <laughs> Jack's like the character from. Um, oh, fuck. I lost the name of it. That samurai game. What's his name? Avatar game? The Last Airbender. What's up? Avatar The Last Airbender. No, no, no. They have control of the elements. The samurai game. Ghost of Tsushima. It's like Jack uh, is the character from Ghost of Tsushima right. and they win just like some of this him guiding around. wind. Yeah. Yeah. That's entirely possible. Maybe that's where they got the inspiration from was this final segment of one episode of Samurai Jack. Could be. Yeah, it could be. I think it's likely, in any case, that's the end of the episode. Whoa! Boing! (laughs) Brendan. Nick. A fun way to begin season three. Yeah, no, it was a very good episode. I liked that a lot. Uh, Getting off, getting back to it on on a good note. Yeah. Hard agree. I like how this season and season two with Jack learns to jump good, like getting them both started off in like a very silly light tone. Like even though like some of the things with Jack, like his chicken imprisonment were like pretty dark and I actually yeah. felt really bad for him. Yeah. Um, Just the whole conceit of this episode that like Jack's a chicken now and watch him fight as himself, but also he's a chicken. Um, Yeah. Lighthearted, good fun and like the perfect way to yeah kick off. Kick off a season of the show. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed with this episode that has been a thing the entire time, uh, but just kind of dawned on me is how many different like environments they have in the show. Like there's the even just the one scene where they're driving in the truck down to the undercity. We get like a bunch of different shots of like city streets and alleyways. And like uh, when they get to the undercity, it's like you said, like in a chasm or a cave rather with like pipes dripping from the ceiling. Uh, and it's just kind of like stunning how how many different environments they have to do for every episode of this show. Whereas like Powerpuff Girls uh, reuse a lot of the same environments for every episode. Uh, But this one seems to like have new stuff every time. Uh, And I just, that kind of dawned on me and I'm, I'm super impressed by it. And even something like Powerpuff Girls, like even if it's recycling, like the city landscapes behind it, like over and over again, um, like also like characters flying really fast. So like everything's kind of just a blur mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And there's a lot of like interior shots of their house and like 
like uh, just the same set pieces all the time. But this show doesn't have anything like that, except maybe when we go visit Aku's house and watch his TV with him. But that's just Aku's style, baby. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't want him to change things up. Right. Yeah. He's not into feng shui. Mm -hmm. I think it it might actually be because the city was blue this time that I started really paying attention to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's all it took. Yeah. Just like when we went underground to the Mushroom City and it was all pink and green. That was all it took for you. Wow. There's a lot of environments in this show and that's a lot of work that goes into each episode. yeah. Yeah. Uh. Good episode. I'm glad. I had a lot of fun. That was that was good. Yeah, I liked it. I've been waiting for this one, uh, and it did not disappoint. It was as fun as I thought it was, knowing or remembering very little about it. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Um, that was a fun time. Good way to start off season three. Uh, Brendan, I have another good way to start off season three of this podcast. Uh, I believe we got an email. During our downtime. Oh, man. Email. There it is. Yep. <laughs> at least, you know what? At least now you're sticking. I to think it's getting more consistent now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Now I'm kind of I know what to expect when we launch into this. <laughs> oh, maybe I should mix it up a little bit more then. No, no. I'll come no, up with a different no. email song for next time. Um, Please don't. Anyway, so we got an email here from a uh, repeat emailer. I believe we've heard from this person before, and they are at Malkman is here on Twitter, uh, and they write, uh, "Hi Nick and Brendan. Don't know if you knew about the Adult Swim YouTube. Oh, sorry. Don't know if you knew, but the Adult Swim YouTube channel dropped an interesting animated short this past Saturday, right before Halloween." Uh, And then he includes a link to a short that seems like a trailer, but I'm hearing is not a trailer and is all that exists. And it's called uh, (laughs) Learn with Pibby. Is that what it's called? Yep. I think it's Learning with Pibby. Learning with Pibby. Uh, But it's the show. It's like framed like a children's like uh, edutainment kind of show. But then this like black static starts to encroach on everything and eats up the world. And then we see this Pibby character running around with all your favorite Hanna-Barbera characters. Like uh, you got Fred Flintstones there. The, the Scooby-Doo's are there. The Jetson guy is there at one point. And so like all these like Cartoon Network and Hanna-Barbera and, and WB character kind of people are uh, like being taken over by the static and like killing everyone like a zombie kind of thing. And this, this children's character Pibby has to like become a hardened warrior and fight back against them. Uh, it was interesting for sure. Yeah, it was really interesting. I had seen uh, before we got this email, I had only seen like clips from that trailer um, sort of circulating on uh, Twitter, um, particularly the Fred Flintstone sequence where he does the classic yabba dabba do and slides down the dinosaur's tail into like this encroaching pool of like black static void. <laughs> yeah, it just like sucks him in. It screams in terror and yeah, it sucks him in. And then you see, yeah, like his fucked up pixelated face. Yeah. Like emerging from this black goo. And I had not seen the trailer to that point, but like seeing that short clip, I went, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What are they doing? It kind of reminds me of those meat Canyon cartoons. I don't know if you're familiar with those. No. Where the guy takes like Bob the builder or like the, the Looney tunes and draws them in these really like grotesque ways. And then just kind of like makes them do creepy things or sometimes it's not even creepy things. It's just they look creepy and are just being assholes to each other. Uh, it reminds me very much of those. Uh, and I think those are really funny. 
Um, but I'm not sure about this. On Twitter, I saw what looked like some concept arting for this, where it had like the villain cat character, um, and then the main character in like three stages, like beginning of the show, super cute, and then by the end of the show, like eye patch, giant sword, scars all over them, like really long hair. Um, so I had thought that it was a series uh, and that was like going to be coming out, but apparently all it is currently is that trailer. Right, right. It just seems like a proof of concept for like what this show could ultimately yeah. be. I mean, um, if they did like a, a short series, like a, what do they call those? Like a limited series or something, you know, like yeah. like over the garden wall, six episodes and then it's done forever. Uh, something like that could be kind of neat with this kind of concept. Right. Um, I definitely agree. It reminds me of like when we talked about Adult Swim in the past and uh, specifically Harvey Birdman. Yes. Where like yeah, Harvey exactly Birdman what I was would take about. like those Hanna-Barbera characters and twist them into like a way that like the original creators of those shows would be horrified to know what like what was happening yeah. to them on Harvey Birdman. Like Fred Flintstone's uh, a mob boss and the the, yeah. the mystery gang's arrested for smoking weed in the van. <laughs> It kind of ha- like has that same vibe to me, but now it's cool to like see it extended to like actual Cartoon Network characters too. Like, there's a bit in here of like Jake and Finn from Adventure Time like skulking around a laboratory. Yeah, and, like, like the scene from Jurassic Park when the uh, the Velociraptors chasing them around the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be super down to like see what they do with all of those characters. Yeah. Um, see how far they're like willing to push like some of those characters into like that really like creepy, really unsettling kind of space. Mm. Like that Fred Flintstone thing. Like when I first saw it, I was, it really fucked me up. I was like, Oh, this is not, this is not, <laughs> I like, this is not natural. I liked that where it got really creepy for me was when we saw the mystery gang and their faces were all like kind of melting with the black stuff. Yeah. And then it does that with, uh, the, the Jetson, the, the father in the Jetsons, his like face is like a mask on the black stuff. Um, Ugh. That's where it started to be like, oh, this definitely feels like an adult swim, like late night, like this house has people in it kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'd be super into it. Um, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, anyway, so there's more of this email. Uh, so now that you know what we're talking about, he goes on to write crazy, huh? Uh, it's been catching a lot of steam from the cartoon fan community on Twitter, and it's been on YouTube trending. And that's all in caps trending tab for the past few days. Trending. Uh, You're probably wondering, how is this related to Samurai Jack? Uh, And he puts a timestamp. Take a look at the crowd at 204. And he is right. I did go back and check this. Uh, Jack is there running into the battle. And it looks like the same frames they used for those like splash animations on Cartoon Network. Like when Jack would like walk up to the symbol and like slice it. It was like very few frames to the running. Um, But he was there for sure. Uh, and then he goes on to explain what I kind of already talked about, but he says, apparently it's a pitch slash concept trailer. And according to the director on Instagram, if it gets enough attention, it might become a series, um, which we talked about a little bit already. Uh, sounds like it could be cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it would sustain itself for more than like a handful of a episodes. Handful of yeah. Episodes. Yeah. Um, especially because the trailer does a lot of big reveals that like you wouldn't do for a trailer if you knew it was going to be a show. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would be super interested. So if anyone listening to this has not yet seen that trailer, um, you know, definitely head to YouTube or I believe the creator might have shared this on Instagram. Uh, sort of go f- seek out Learning with Pibby is the name of this this pitch trailer. Um, go seek it out, you know, maybe throw it a like on YouTube or whatever. Um, if that's if this is the kind of thing you would want to see 
become a more fully featured thing, even if it is just for a few episodes, like we've said, um, you know, throw your support behind that so that can become re- a reality. Um, it has the official gotta recap seal of approval from us. So uh, we would love to see this become a thing. And, and if it does, you know, maybe that's something we could talk about. I certainly, if there's like more Samurai Jack content that would be in that, oh, yeah. that's definitely something I think that we would want to bring up on this show. So let's, let's make it happen. Let's do it. Get out there, support that guy. I feel like we probably should have looked up whoever the creator was before we started recording, but we didn't. So figure it out for yourself. Learning with Pibby is the name of the thing. You're not going to find anything else by searching for those exact words, except for maybe some sort of weird educational uh, in-school film from Mr. Pib in like the 1980s. <laughs> I'm um, Mr. Pib, but you can call me Pibby. I'm Mr. Pib, and I'm here to say it's fun <laughs> to learn math in a soda way. Oh, please. Mr. Pib was my father. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, at Malkman is here. Very cool stuff. Um. If anyone else wants to share sort of weird things like this, they've seen Samurai Jack related or Cartoon Network related, you know, sort of anything along those lines, definitely feel free to send them our way at Gotta Recap. Oh, no. Yeah. At Gotta Recap on social media (laughs) or Gotta Recap at gmail.com is the email address you can reach us at. Uh, Yes. As we always say, that is our favorite thing to do on the show is read the listener emails and comments. So send them our way and uh, we'll be happy to read those on the show. Mm-hmm. Please, please reach out to us. Please. We'd love to hear from you. Please, we're so hungry. I can't just talk to Brendan anymore. <laughs> I need someone else. Give us give us conversation prompts. Anything. I'm dying up here. My flop sweat is highly visible. <laughs> Um, yeah, follow us at Gotta Recap on social media. Uh, and if you could head to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, that would be super helpful for spreading the word of this podcast to everyone out there. Uh, thank you to everyone who has already taken the time to do that. Uh, you all are the best. Mm-hmm. Brendan, we are back into the swing of things here. We are season three Feels good. upon us. Good to be back. Feels good to be back. It was a long break, and uh, you know, I think a well-needed break. We were going pretty hard there for a while, but mm-hmm. um, now that we're back, yeah, I'm feeling revved up and ready to continue on with these these episodes. It's going to be a fun trip, I think. I think so. Yeah. If episode one has taught us anything, literally everything is on the table for where Jack can go from here. <laughs> yeah. So nothing is set in stone. Yeah, it's all very exciting. I can't wait to move on with season three here. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next week for episode 28. Yeah. Don't try to do some loosey goosey math with our bonus episode. 28, but it's our 31st episode. (laughs) Bonus episodes are bonus episodes. You can't count those in the canonical. Well, we still have to record them. That's true. It's going to be a while before we do another one of those. Although (laughs) maybe not, maybe we'll do something fun. I don't know. A little sneak peek for the listeners. Titillating. Some would say, (laughs) Uh, stay titillated, folks. We'll see you. Ne- we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.